Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, May 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The U.S.'s blue chip stock index had its worst sell-off in months, and government bonds also fell after consumer price data reinforced fears about inflation. And the Colonial Pipeline is back up and running after hackers forced it to shut down. Plus, the U.S. unemployment rate is still higher than it was before the pandemic, but businesses are having a hard time finding workers. We've never had problems in Los Angeles fulfilling staff. I mean, there's a surplus of people to work, so this is the first time we've ever encountered this. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Inflation once again spooked U.S. investors on Wednesday. The S&P 500 dropped 2.2%, its worst day since February. The Nasdaq Composite sank more than 2.5%, and U.S. government bonds also fell. This was after the government released its latest consumer price report. It showed inflation rose more than 4% in April compared to the previous year. That's the fastest pace since 2008. It means that the White House has to contend with a much more complicated economic picture than it saw even just a week ago. That's the FT's Washington bureau chief, James Politi. The U.S. you know, is now looking at an environment based on April data that includes a sort of slowdown in job creation and a spike in prices. And um, even a month ago, the White House was looking at its own stimulus and seeing a sort of a quick recovery, a strong recovery, and sort of an economic picture that was, I think, easier to manage. And now it's all gotten a bit more complicated, and it's opened the White House up to stronger sort of line of attack from Republicans who are kind of focusing in on uh, higher prices for Americans as a potential weak spot in the, in the Biden recovery. James Politi is the FT's Washington bureau chief. And the Colonial Pipeline in the U.S. reopened late yesterday. It was shut down for five days after a ransomware attack caused it to close. That's a long time for a pipeline that transports almost half of the fuel consumed on the East Coast. That nearly week-long shutdown caused Americans in the country's southeast to panic buy gasoline. Yesterday, gas prices in the U.S. rose above 3 bucks a gallon on average. That's the highest level since 2014. And the FT's U.S. energy reporter, Miles McCormick, says that just because the Colonial Pipeline is open again, it doesn't mean that things are going to get right back to normal. So it'll be a slow process. The company has said it'll reopen things on a phased basis. But even when the entire system is up and running, the, the process of moving fuel from Texas all the way up to New York Harbor takes a significant amount of time. So the problem isn't going to be solved overnight. Miles McCormick is the FT's U.S. energy correspondent. I want to tell you about a guy named Matthew Glassman. He's the co-owner of a restaurant in Los Angeles called the Greyhound Bar and Grill. It closed during the pandemic, and when he and his partner planned to reopen this month, they began calling old staff to see who would come back. About 20% of the staff was just not available to come back. So we started reaching out to traditional sources for that kind of stuff, Craigslist, culinaryagents.com, just word of mouth stuff. And it's just been incredibly frustrating to fill those 20% positions that we've been unable to fill. Matt says this is a new one for him. 
we've never had problems in Los Angeles filling filling staff. I mean, it, it's there's a there's a surplus of people to work. So this is the first time we've ever encountered this. And it's not just in Los Angeles. Across the United States, companies are struggling to find workers. The FT's labor and equalities correspondent Taylor Nicole Rogers has been covering this. She's the one who put me in touch with Matt, and she said that the shortages seem to be concentrated in restaurants and hospitality jobs. But there are other industries that have said the same thing. We've heard from the managers of meatpacking plants. We've heard from associations that represent the trucking industry from construction. We've even heard from Uber that one of the reasons that prices are going up is because there aren't enough drivers to drive around more more and more riders who are excited to get out into the reopened world. So it seems to be concentrated in service jobs, in jobs that are face-to-face that you cannot do from home. Now, Republicans say that the shortage has been caused by what they've seen as the Biden administration's overly generous COVID-era unemployment payments. This is, you know, $300 a week. Uh, Republicans say it's sapping people's motivation to work. You know, their argument is why work when you can stay at home and get checks. Uh, From your reporting, would you say this is accurate? I don't think this is accurate. From the people that I've heard from, both business owners and workers and labor economists, the concern really seems to be focused on the pandemic, on whether or not it's worth potentially getting sick to get, you know, seven, eight, or ten dollars an hour. But the math is difficult here. In some of the most generous states, when it comes to unemployment benefits, you could be getting sixteen dollars an hour from unemployment insurance. And when the federal minimum wage is under $8, which is half of that, it's hard to say that there's no one that is taking advantage of this program. Taylor, is part of this too that workers can be uh, selective in the jobs that they, they pick in a way that they weren't able to before the pandemic, you know, looking for things like higher wages or benefits, something that is the right fit. I think that's definitely part of it. We've seen some companies roll out really generous incentives, raising wages, most recently Chipotle, and a lot of those companies have said they've gotten a huge response and been overwhelmed with applications. So I do believe that we will see some wages going up and workers flocking to the companies that are able to do that. But I really do think the bigger issue is the lack of childcare and the public safety concerns. What do economists think will happen regarding this labor shortage? Economists think a lot is going to change come fall. So we're all very hopeful that the continued vaccine rollout is going to make service jobs even safer. Also, we'll have kids going back to school in September and these expanded unemployment benefits expiring. So they're thinking this is going to be pretty short-lived and they're not expecting any sort of inflation to come out of this. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's labor inequalities correspondent. Now, the pandemic was painful for many restaurants, but the shutdown allowed some restaurateurs to think outside the box or off the menu, we might say. Recently, we told you about a New York restaurant, 11 Madison Park, which is known for $300 meals featuring dry-aged beef cuts. When it was getting ready to reopen, its chef took the opportunity to revamp the menu and make it entirely vegan. He said meat was not environmentally sustainable. Well, now French restaurants are preparing to reopen outdoor service next week, and one of the country's most famous chefs, Yannick Aleno, is making a radical change to the food he serves. He's replacing items like langoustines and foie gras with regular old hamburgers. 
The reason? Turns out France's haute cuisine industry really depended on wealthy tourists, especially from the U.S. and Asia, the ones willing to pay a thousand euros for a meal. With so little international travel, chefs like Eleno must offer more humble fare to try and attract more locals. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.